welcome to Rethinking Neurodiversity, a podcast looking at the history, triumphs and challenges of divergent thinking. We're your hosts, Fran and I Ling, and together we'll be talking to neurodivergent advocates, experts and those with lived experience to rethink the narrative around neurodiversity. This podcast is brought to you by Noetic Health, the intelligent neurodiversity app for adult ADHD, autism, dyslexia and dyspraxia. In this episode, we speak to Jamie Johnston, co-founder of Matter, the neurodivergent-friendly dating app. We talk about the different things Matter has introduced in order to make dating apps more accessible and deal with different things like overwhelm and honesty that many neurodivergent people might find more difficult to navigate within dating apps. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Jamie. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. Obviously, in our last episode, we were chatting, and we were just recapping this. We were just chatting with Kim To, who I think we originally set out to speak about neurodivergent dating and relationships. And we we're going to split the episode into kind of half talking about dating and online dating and the experiences of that as through a neurodivergent lens. And then the second half was meant to be talking about relationships and how that can manifest in in kind of different communication styles and potential challenges. But then we ended up speaking for the entire episode just about online dating because it's mm-hmm. such a big topic in itself. So really sure. excited to speak with you and kind of hear your thoughts and your perspective as well, as well as hear about the, the platform that you're building to try and make neurodivergent dating a bit more accessible and a bit more ND friendly. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's basically essentially what the what the mission is, was to make online dating space, which is very overwhelming, more kind of digestible and easier to navigate for, for neurodivergence, but for everyone. And that's kind of what the mission of, of Matter is, is to make a space which isn't so kind of like, oh, God, you know, kind of dread, exhausting and much more enjoyable, fun and safer for, for everyone. Mm. So where did you first get the idea from? What was the driving force? And maybe give us a little intro into yourself as well, which I'm sure they're both linked potentially. Of course, yeah. Well, to, to introduce myself, my name is Jamie Johnston. I'm the founder and CEO of Matter, M-A-T-T-R, which is well, we like to say the world's first neurodivergent and mental health accessible product. It's available and open to everyone with support for those who need it. Me being one of those people. To give you an idea of why we started it, it you know, it's all it's kind of like a lot of people's, you know, startup ideas kind of were pandemic catalysts. So I was diagnosed as neurodivergent very early on in my life with dyslexia, which is terrible spelling. Still really can't spell very well now, but thank God for, you know, grammarlies of the world. But I've always had an inclination that I've had ADHD and that's because I have literally every single symptom of that under the sun. But in typical ADHD fashion, the thought of being tested and paperwork and meeting psychiatrists and waiting lists kind of filled me with dread. So I was like, yeah, I'll just do it tomorrow. You know, very, very typical. They should have just diagnosed me for not going to the, you know, the, the therapy thing. But then in the pandemic, I was put on furlough, lost my entire stimulation, friendship group everything and I was just kind of like really suffering mentally and that's when I went and kind of spoke to psychiatrist and was pretty easy I suppose for them to confirm my my thoughts on the ADHD from when I went back into the workplace very comfortable talking about ADHD to people if they wanted to I'd done a lot of research I had access to the medication I was like a bit completely different person really and I helped with the kind of the DNI function in the workplace you know talks about how they could make it more neurodivergent friendly, et cetera. But there was one place where I was really crippled about, you know, crippled with fear about being open and honest about who I was, and that was online dating. And I just, you know, knew that, you know, you got it's really competitive, especially for men. You've got to, you know, 
paint this perfect uh, picture of yourself both via you know images and text and you know you can you can send yourself absolutely loopy thinking about your online dating profile you know over analyzing it and i just thought to myself like you know no one's really like this in real life you know everyone knows that not everyone's perfect so why is there not a platform where like people are connecting and it's just about you know openness honesty and even being a little bit more vulnerable than they would on on, on another platform you know a hinge or tinder whatever and you know the the neurodivergent space is super interesting to me because it's such a big you know it's such a, a big minority it's 20 you know roughly around 20 percent of the world is neurodivergent and yet there wasn't really anything out there that had any sort of neurodivergent accessibility you know, a recent study says that 45 percent of young people are now suffering with either neurodivergence or poor mental health and yet no dating apps have like kind of picked up on 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 these people and trying to help them so that was kind of my my thought like let's let's create something that's available to everyone but really helps and supports people that need it because a lot of the people might not need it right now but if we can stop you know things from happening they might not get triggered into having poor mental health so we're both you know a help and a support but also preventative so i i came up with the idea for that and i was just thinking well how are we you know how do i know if this is just me thinking this is a good idea so we my sister which is very very handy is a behavioral scientist so we ended up running a survey and my background is is marketing creative tech that, that i worked in kind of agencies and, and that type of thing for 13 years and getting anyone to do a survey if you're not paying them is near enough impossible but we put a survey out with no website no no social media no nothing just the concept and just said like hey can 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 you fill this in and we worked with a mental health and neurodivergent dating influencer just to get it out on the feed and we were just inundated i think we had something like 1600 people reply in like less than two days to to, to tell us to build it and we had so much feedback it just it went off the charts really and it was from then that we started putting the wheels in motion to to get to to where we are today so yeah we've been up on the app store available in london from well the beta testing started in may of last year fully launched in uh august of last year and we have got some exciting news i think by the time this podcast comes out we will be on android as well which is obviously very exciting so now everyone in london with uh, android and ios can can use the product and we'll be moving out throughout the uk as and when we you know we we get bigger cities that are on our waiting list but uh, yeah that's that's kind of the a bit about me and then the kind of inception of the product and where we're at to, to to this day yeah amazing so nice that you had your idea validated so quickly like mm-hmm. you could see you obviously really saw an issue and experienced the problem within dating apps and then for so many people to agree with you which is again what our conversation about with Kim was it was like there's so many people experiencing this I did at dating apps about three or four years ago just before the pandemic and I just found it so overwhelming and you're right you have such a small amount of space that you can put your personality across that it's almost impossible to put put your personality across in what like 20 words or something silly like a really short prompt so it's great you're giving people the opportunity to kind of be more honest about who they are as well yeah, a hundred million percent. I think you know what people do on dating apps is create this profile where they're like, okay, let's make it as amazing as possible. And then they go and meet someone else that's done the exact same thing. And then you're both sitting there like, oh goodness, like I'm going to have to pretend to be this person on the app. And you know, I, I I wanted to create a space where people are just more like you know normal and upfront about what they want to you know who they want to meet and how they and how they are as people, rather than having to feel the pressure of what the app 
it, you know, what the app wants and what the algorithm, you know, what you should feed the algorithm. And the more I started digging into it and, you know, we're probably coming to this in this conversation, the more kind of toxicity I uncovered within that market that, that you know, rapidly needs changing. And, um, you know, hopefully we are the, the company that can do that. Mm, yeah. And some of the problems we'd talked about, well, there seem to be quite a lot of different ones that everyone experiences, but also specifically neurodivergent people experience. And one of them we've talked quite a lot about in the past is honesty and it's how how much of your true self to reveal and how to do that in a way that you feel comfortable with, but also that someone else will, can kind of understand you as a person better. Is there anything that you've included on the app that have made it more neurodivergent friendly? Yeah. So in terms of honesty, I'm really glad you asked that because one of the one of the features that we have on the product is called Honesty Box. And basically, Honesty Box is two boxes. One of them lets you like brag about yourself a little bit, and that can be anything from skills you've got to kind of you know personality traits that you think that you have that are, are really good. And I think you know, especially I, I talked about this the other day to someone else. Is I think we're very humble as a nation. You know, we're you know we're kind of like yes, well, I'm quite good at that or whatever. But you know, allowing yourself to 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 put something down that you feel like you know. It could be like I'm really good at cooking or I'm really empathetic. It doesn't have to be a skill. It doesn't have to be personality. But having a box where you can brag a little bit, we, you know, it's, it's good to see what the good qualities you think you have are. But on the flip side of that, we also have a box there within the honesty box called something you'll need to know. And the point of that box is for you to put something down that you feel that the other person, when they meet, you should know about you. And that can be, again, anything. It doesn't have to be as severe as a, a fully diagnosed neurodivergent condition. It can just be that, like, you know, you know, I'm just coming out long-term relationships so I might be a little bit colder or I'm, I'm, my timekeeping's terrible but this box because everyone's doing it allows neurodivergent people to feel comfortable to be able to put in things that they would like you to know so for instance I have ADHD one of the things for me that I really struggle with is eye contact it just completely like it, you know if I'm staring directly in someone it, it gives me anxiety whereas if you're going on a date with someone and you are uh, you know actually avoiding eye contact they will think well you know what's what's up with this guy why is he looking around is he not interested in me etc so that box allows me you know to, to be able to put that down and it can be anything you want in there and it can be as, as serious as you'll like it to be or it can be just as you know like oh my timekeeping's crap so if I'm 10 minutes late today don't worry I'm still coming but we give the option there for you to do that but everyone's also doing it so it doesn't feel like it's a big deal i think that's the whole point of what we're trying to do is things that we put in there everyone's doing so don't feel like oh i shouldn't i should be more humble i shouldn't brag about something or don't feel oh i shouldn't put that negative thing i think about myself in there because you know x y and z everyone's doing it so it's about creating the environment where people feel comfortable because essentially there's nothing stopping anyone doing any of this on any other dating app right just putting it but it's it's the space and the community and and the people that are there that are going to be receptive to to, to those messages that makes matter quite a lot different mm. it's the it's the intentionality behind it and just giving people an opportunity to have that to put that disclaimer out there if they choose to and, and like you said they can do it in a light-hearted way and just have something jokey or they can use it as, a, as an opportunity to say something that's a bit more vulnerable and real uh, sure. if people are seeing that other people are putting kind of slightly more serious things on there for sure exactly that and i think what's really important is some of the stuff that you might put down there as you think is a negative might really be a positive for someone else or you know there's there's things in there which you know a lot of the the insecurities we have with our with ourselves are actually not insecurities for other people like you know for instance if i give you an example about some things that i i'm good at and some things i think i'm bad at you know 
I have ADHD, obviously, so this leads itself to that. But, you know, if you want me to do a presentation in front of 100 people, I, I, I like that, right? That, that's something that I get excited about. So in public speaking, I enjoy doing that. If you'd ask me to kind of sit and write a novel or something like that, that's going to make me pull my hair out. So, you know, that, you know, having the ability to kind of say, like, these are things I'm good at. Someone who might be a little bit more on the nervous side, you might be able to bring out some of that confidence in them. And someone who's more patient, like, for instance, my, my I'm going to say, it, my fiance, but my, I would say girlfriend, but she, you know, kicks off for that. But my fiance, she is an amazing seamstress, right? So she can sit and make a dress and like very intricate details to it. And that would just send me like absolutely loopy. I can't do that. But I love watching her do it. And it's actually teaching me a little bit more like, okay, you can take time to do things. You can, you know, do things at a slower pace. You know, everything I do, I like to do quickly, where actually you can get more enjoyment from stuff like that. So sometimes the things that, you know, might be negative or positive for us, other people are looking for those. So again, it gives you a chance to do that and see if someone wants to find a you know a little bit of an opposite to them yeah definitely I'm trying to think what my my honesty things that I would include. yeah go ahead I actually don't know maybe I would mention probably that I can take some warming up and it's not an offense to them but yeah I sometimes need a bit more time to be comfortable with someone to be more conversational but I don't know I'd have to have a think about that but you're no. right that it depends on the environment if everyone's doing it then I would feel really comfortable doing that. But if suddenly I was on another dating app and then they just stuck that box on, it's kind of like, oh, we've given you the opportunity to do that if you want to do it. But you're just kind of sticking your plaster on a problem there, aren't you? Whereas if you are really believing that and making sure it's consistent throughout the app, then it's completely different. I think that's a really interesting point you've just made there, which is like, I've had that situation before where I've been out on a date with someone and and they they've been a bit kind of like closed. And, it, and, it, and then I feel like it's on me to kind of like, you know, break, you know, break the shell of them. Do you know what I mean? Whereas actually mm. they are taking their own time to warm into the situation and that's completely fine. But again, that's such a great, by the way, you said that you'd you have to take some time to think about it. That's actually such a fantastic thing that like I might come across a little bit cold at the beginning, but I do warm up into things once I get comfortable. That's obviously something to do with anxiety and not knowing people and you're mm. meeting strangers essentially. So that is a perfect thing to put in the honesty box straight off the bat so now anyone that goes on a on a on a date with you Francesca is not going to think in the first 15 minutes oh she's not interested in getting anxious because it, it relates back to them too because they're thinking well what is it they don't like about me when actually it's just something that you deal with all the time so perfect perfect example there and and, and a, a great way to actually explain how that box when you meet someone can really help with your initial conversations because you're not going to be so you know excited or like what is it like, uh, willing to, to break that person down to get them to be more more comfortable they're just going to do it in their own time a really great alternative to something you should know about me is something like please don't take it personally if i yeah so we have those types of things in the spark section so we've got loads of things in that something i might need help with which is something that you know it's really great for neurodivergent people where it's not like I'm rubbish at this. You know what I mean? It's just like very slightly there, like something I might need help with because people, you know, intrinsically people like helping other people. It's called, it's, there's a thing called help as high, which is where you get endorphins from helping people. So if you can see that someone struggles with some, you know something on their on their profile and you're good at that that's such a great way for you to reach out and be like oh hey actually like i'm i'm really good at that like okay so i'll give you again i'll give you an example my fiance timekeeping is terrible right it's awful and mine is like really regimented hey. oh yours is bad is it oh bad oh, yeah. is an understatement well no we we're, we're affirmative around here I have polychronic time, very polychronic. Mm. Time is a very fluid structure to me, and I really struggle to 
keep to a consistent cadence of time. Very well said. Yeah. And I would I would say that Sarah, my partner, is very much of that thinking, whereas I'm very much like time is is precious and it's regimented for me and my brain. And that works actually quite well for us. So I manage it like we have a joint like calendar app thing, which is like color coordinated. So I'll manage that and be really annoying and be like, OK, look, if it's, you know, if it's orange, we're doing it together. If it's blue, I'm doing it. And if it's pink for her, then she's doing it and she can just pick it up. Yes, I know. Very cringing colors. Very no, it's not cringy. This is great. Oh, um, so, uh, but you pick it up and you can she can just see the calendar like they're all colored in. And it's an app, by the way, I'll plug them. It's called Time Tree. I recommend you getting it. And you can upload uh, if you've got like PDF tickets or whatever, you can just put them into the box and all that kind of stuff. But I, I love doing it and I don't mind doing it. And she's really bad at timekeeping. So again, there's an example there where you can say something I struggle with and you can put timekeeping. Really would love to be better at this, but I just can't seem to get it right. And then someone like me who loves timekeeping or is good at it can reach out and say, hey, look, I saw the thing about the timekeeping. Like, why don't you let me organize the date, the time, and you just have to turn up kind of thing. So that's the types of things we're doing. It's just trying to get you to open up a little bit more about insecurities, but also be you know um, positive about some things that you probably have been too humble about as well. Yeah, that's great. I once had a friend who said she would date an Excel spreadsheet if she could. So <laughs> I'm yeah. sure she would find someone complimentary on there that wouldn't would do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. If I could date an inanimate object, it would be. Yeah. So th there is actually a, a word for that, which is objectum sexual, which is where you're attracted to objects. And I watched a documentary once, can't remember uh, where it was, but this woman was, I think she was, was it a woman or a guy? Might've been a guy. It was like, I know it was a woman. It was a woman. Yeah. And she was actually physically in love with her car. Like she was like sexually attracted to her car. And when she got in the car and like pressed the accelerator and it made a noise that like really like turned her on and stuff. So yeah, people are attracted to inanimate objects, sometimes made of plastic, metal or, or wood. It is a thing. Objectum sexual. That's cool. There's some, yeah, there's someone. I think it's a YouTube video of someone who is married to their car, possibly. Yeah, Something. might be in the same part. Might be oh, the same quite person. sexy. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are also inanimate and don't have a you know pulse. So <laughs> yeah, but some people might you know find humans exhausting or find yeah. animate things. Oh. There's a really good car pun in there with the word exhaust, but um, we haven't got time to to figure it out. <laughs> One thing we've spoken about is whether someone should disclose their neurodivergence. It's obviously a very personal thing mm -hmm. and some people are very comfortable talking about it. But mm -hmm. we talked about with Kim quite a lot. If you feel comfortable, whether you should disclose your neurodivergence on your profile. And I wonder if you see much of that on Matter. I think my answer to that is it, it, it depends on the severity of what your neurodivergence is and whether or not you think that that neurodivergence is actually going to affect your possible relationship with someone else. So, for instance, if you're, you know, slightly dyslexic or, you know, your, your spelling's not great or, or something like that, then, you know, I, I, is that going to make such a great big difference to, to, to a partner that you're with? It's again, it's very subjective a question that's so subjective you know you might not want to do that but I think if your neurodivergence will have an effect on the relationship and only you know whether that is and it's time to be very honest with yourself whether or not you think that it will then it, I definitely think you should because I mentioned earlier just now like time is so precious to everyone and some people are just not compatible with certain certain things I, I mean look I'm, I'm extremely happy to you know to to, to have my partner because she's she's very accepting of my neurodivergence but she she has to she has had to work at some of it for sure to learn about you know 
kind of my what my personality is like you know how, how I behave in certain situations you know it's it's not for everyone you know neurodivergence is a divergence of the brain so if you're expecting to date someone that's you know like the older people you've dated before then you know it might be a little bit different to you and I think that's what we're trying to do is to allow people to have a space where they they feel like they can say that because if you don't say it and you get into a relationship and you're or you're dating someone and then it starts to creep in and creep out because it'll always be there you can't you can't cure neurodivergence nor does anyone want to be cured of you know curing neurodivergence you know it's part of who we are well that's what i believe anyway but i think it's very very important to get that up there i would definitely say if it's something that you know will affect the relationship then get it out in the open because you know I think what we're doing at Matter is extremely timely and it, and, and, and and what you guys are doing as well at Noetic. It's just like, it's the time, the, the time for neurodivergent conversation and everything, it, it's really happening now. So people aren't like, it's not an alien word to people. If they're not neurodivergent themselves and they definitely will know someone that is, because like I said, one in five people are, they're going to have a colleague, a cousin, a parent possibly, you know, that's neurodivergent. So it isn't like a big scary thing that people sometimes make it out to be. And I think it's, you know, it's all over the media. There's so many people now that have come out talking about their neurodivergence. So I think you should be you know, feel that you, you should, you know, be empowered by it and it makes up who you are as a, as, as a person. But again, I think that's another reason why we exist is that we need to provide a space where people feel comfortable to do that. And I don't think the traditional dating apps lend themselves set themselves to that because they're, they're extremely vanity led. They're, they're, ba- they're, they're so mm-hmm. addictive. You know, the apps don't do anything to, to, to look at the addiction side of things, which, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot here about, neurodivergence in the space and how we you know how they can navigate that with within matter but we haven't really talked about the actual technology and how that is a real pain for neurodivergence you know 90 percent of people that use uh, dating apps are addicted to them that's 90 90 and 49 percent of dating app users check their app before they go to sleep it's the last thing they check and it's apps where you can swipe unlimited amounts of people and you know those types of things they they are just keeping you on the dopamine hamster wheel so you you know as a business we we don't allow that we have you can connect with four people a day that we match you up with specifically on your interest personality and all that we tell you why you've connected with them the four will increase to seven as we get more users but we're all trying to make sure that you can actually connect with people and not feel overwhelmed and you know you get given all your choice up, up front you don't have to swipe you don't have anything it's all your your connections for the day are, are given to you uh, right away that's so good. That's also something we've been speaking about is like the dopamine rush that you get. For sure. And I, I used to just go on and swipe and you would go and be like, oh, yeah, it's nice that that person liked me. And mm. then because there's so many people on the app, it almost make, gives you like this decision paradox kind of thing. And there's too many people to like message or there's too many people to kind of swipe through. And it is just really overwhelming. Like when you go into a bar, you don't feel like you're going oh that person that person that person that whereas on an app it's literally presented to you like one yeah. after the other so it's nice that you're limiting that yeah. yeah yeah it's like speed dating on steroids like even if you're speed dating you might speak to like 10 15 people at most whereas on an online dating app you're seeing about 50 people in the space of five minutes 
God, I mean, if not even more, you know, it's yeah. a, and, and it's what you were saying earlier, Francesca, it's called the paradox of choice, which is when you get given too much choice, you feel negatively about the choices given to you. And mm -hmm. the example for that is if you walk into a restaurant and the menu six pages long, you think mm, the food's not going to be great. Right. And if you walk into a restaurant, there's five mains, you know, there's about they cook about six things on the whole menu, like they're going to do this well. And that's the point of what we're trying to say. It's like, don't get addicted. You don't have to swipe through 50,000 people take time and look at the profiles and actually open them. So one of the things that we wanted to do to try and get the personality across is you can't just like someone on Matter. You have to send them a message. You have to write something. And the only way you can write something is actually if you go into their profile. So you can't actually swipe. You can't just hit a like. You can't do anything. Like you have to physically open the profile and, and message them. And so that allows mm. everyone a chance to get their personality across because people will actually read what they're writing in the profile and i think little things like that that we change throughout the whole process of coming onto the coming onto the product onboarding filling in the information and then connecting with people there's a real key difference there between just like you know coming onto like a tinder sticking one picture up and just swipe 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 like that's that's not what we're about we're very chill we allow you to save profiles if you want to come back and read them later you know there's a whole load of things in there from from when you come onto the product to, to when you actually connect with people that really try to attack feeling overwhelmed because it was it's really funny it was the number one thing that people both and neuro, neurodiverse and neurotypicals both said that dating us you know get explained dating up in one word and it was overwhelming every single group said that so you know if we can fix it for neurodivergence we can fix it for everyone and i really do feel like when you come onto matter you you feel less stressed just from the colorways the tone of voice the way we ask for your information it's all meant to be very relaxing and you know okay i'm biased i you know i run the company but you know i've been through the onboarding process from when we did the first one to when we update it and it's you know it, it's such a breath of fresh air i find from doing the other ones because don't we we test all the other apps you know we have all of them on, on 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 phones and we look at what they do and i really do feel that ours is a much more relaxing and kind of stress-free option yeah that's really encouraging what, one of the reasons I left dating apps is because it was overwhelming and mm -hmm. there was just too much going on. And I never even went on one day. I probably was on dating apps for over six months and didn't. I used to talk to different people and then it would get to the time of the day and I'd be like, oh, actually, no, I'm not doing Not the time of the mm -hmm. day, but we'd get around to organising a date. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, actually, no. And I'd kind of chicken out. But it's nice that I kind of thought there's all of these problems or experienced mm -hmm problems and the way you've approached it it's kind of like a really refreshing perspective as well that's completely different from a completely different angle mm -hmm. yeah and I think another thing is that like we try to look at all types of overwhelm within the dating space and that's can be from like you know you mentioned there about like talking for a long time but then not actually going on the date so we actually have on on matter a speed to date like toggle which will tell people how quickly you'd like you would like to go on a date like if you connect with them right so some people don't want to chat for ages they're like hey yeah, yeah like your profile let's meet like grab a coffee or go for a walk or whatever and like you can you can put that there but for some other people that's going to completely freak them out right they're like i, I need to warm up to you more etc so you can say like you know you can put that thing down you know further down the end there needs to be more talking maybe you can even like you know organize a video call in the meantime in the, in the middle so you can do do something like this so you can get a little bit more of the personality the body language but we, we try to look at all points of it and say like okay like 
how quickly do you want to go in a day? Let's get all your interests. And I think one of the real key differences for us and something that we're building out massively in the, a lot of the development times going to that is our date suggestion and date builder functionality. So we actually partner with brands, all brands that are involved in dating, whether that's getting ready for a date, whether that's like looking nice for a day, whether that is going on the day. And we enable people to go and get discounts with all of those brands straight through the app. And it can we can recommend to you places to go for your day and in the future, what we're going to be doing is building out, you know, taking the information you give us as data and be able to package up and create you dates that you can actually then just go straight away and book in based on the data that, that, that we have for you. So it's not only, you know, finding out about you, connecting you and then just leaving you, which is what every other dating app does, but it's like taking you on that journey and then suggesting where you can grow and continue with your your dating life within the app and you know cost of living crisis at the minute who doesn't like a 30 percent off or a two for one or a, you know loads of different things in there so yeah we're, we've got that brand brand element to the to the product as well and, and and right now get it while it's hot the app is completely free and so are the brand partnerships so being on matters actually saving you money that's a plug that's amazing something that's always been quite confusing is why don't dating apps also tandem as relationship apps and why do they kind of you know like one dating app their tagline is made to be deleted and it's like why why not stay why not keep people on there once they've found partners because there's so much advice and guidance that people need particularly if you're neurodivergent around sustaining a relationship yeah, it's, it's it's a great question and, and actually it's so timely because I actually pitched this to an investor the other day. I won't tell you who it is, but they invested in a relationship coaching app. And I just said, you know, this is a really interesting way of where churn from both sides can be positive. So, you know, if you break up from your relationship, you know, you can be then put back into the matter and vice versa. When we create a relationship, we can put them into the the named app, but you know, it, it seemed pretty common sense to me. I think realistically, the reason why people don't do, you know, X, Y, and Z within the same app is that you know, your brand and everything about your brand has to be really clear to what to the audience is. And also, it, you know, depending on how big your company is, it's very difficult to, to have so many strings to bows. I mean, relationship growing and relationship coaching is completely different to finding a relationship. It's their different thing. So you would essentially probably need to have two products rather than bolting one into there. I mean, I know a lot of the dating apps have friendship finding, but it's still it's coming. It's, it's still the same functionality, really. You're just meeting for friends rather than meeting for dating. The back end is the same still interest swiping age range location right whereas uh, that side of things keeping yourself together is a, is a is a whole different ball game but i totally agree with you so much so that i actually went and emailed someone about this exact thing last week so i do think that there is certainly synergy for dating app companies and relationship companies to be working together because our users need each other's products people break up and get in relationships minutely not even daily right so how would you say that neurodivergence present most prevalently in relationships from your experience or from your observation yeah so it's a tricky question to, to to answer because neurodivergence as a whole is so different like you know how i might behave is completely different to how someone else might behave you know an autistic and a dyslexic to a dyspraxic to adhd is it they're all different conditions with you know different symptoms but i can kind of give you a little bit of 
why don't we do it like this? You know, I am a neurodivergent combined dyslexic ADHD, and I am now in a, you know, a very successful, well, I wouldn't say very successful, but I'm in a successful relationship. I'm engaged, and I spent a lot of time being single or, or kind of, you know, play, playing the field quite a lot when I was in my 20s and really didn't think the whole kind of settling down thing was for me. So I, could, I can give some examples on how, how that came about, because I think it's a, well, it's, it's a good example with an ending. So my 20s were very kind of, you know, like most people, well, not like most people, but very like London life. I was out a lot. I was very comfortable being single. I've got ADHD, so I'm more than happy to go and like talk to people in bars or be on dating apps and stuff like that. But, you know, it was giving me huge amounts of dopamine rush, but it wasn't giving me any kind of like, you know, deep sustenance inside, if that makes sense. And I think this might resonate with the listeners who who are, who do have ADHD, that you're you're always chasing that dopamine and dating is one of the things that can spike and decline your dopamine like no other. You you feel those highs and you and you really feel those lows. And it was only really until I met someone where I was comfortable enough to just talk about my vulnerabilities and stuff that I was working on and you know things that were like intrinsically made me me and I was comfortable about speaking to someone about that that allowed me to actually settle into the kind of long-term relationship type of thing and that's why I think it's so important and you we talked about it earlier about getting stuff up front I think that is important because you know it allowed me to, to get to where I am now and I couldn't even imagine a life now without Sarah in it because you know she's been so good to me and allowed me to grow as a person and, and understood you know, like my neurodivergence is my neurodivergence and she's learning and, and, and I'm learning. But I think it's about having a deep look at yourself when you're out dating and think to my, like what might be a little bit different, you know, from, from the normal person, the normal, you know, the normal type of dating or the normal date that this person might go on. What makes me, what does my neurodivergence make me do that might be a little bit alien to someone that hasn't isn't familiar with that and having a look at that and and, and communicating that and you know and if it's something that you really don't like you know there was a lot of stuff that I you know I didn't like about how I was dating or things I was doing then you know I think a lot of responsibility sometimes gets shirked by by people me and maybe I'm speaking for myself here but have a look at yourself and have a look where you can take action and where you can also help other people to understand some of the things within within you that you can't change you know you know exercise is really important to me you know it, it helps me with my mental clarity it helps me keep on the straight and narrow in terms of you know like not feeling like I'm a big ball of energy so you know little things like that where I was you know I would be going into you know for instance I would I would be going in just using my outlet for my energy would have been dating sometimes, whereas now I've tunneled that into, you know, activities and exercise and things like that. So if you're using dating to chase dopamine, um, I would highly suggest not doing that because it is like a drug. And I think a lot of people with neurodivergence, they do, they do do that. If you've got a busy mind, having, you know, 15, 20 connections on dating apps, all messaging you different things, asking you about yourself. It's very exciting. But are you actually connecting with, with those people to date or are you doing it just to chase dopamine? And I think that's something that is quite a hard hitting statement, but it's definitely something I would very much look into and then see how you can change that behavior. It's about looking what you want to get out of, of dating. Uh, is it just a bit of fun? Is it just to fill the time? Or are you actually really looking for a partner? And again, that's to all of those things are totally fine, by the way. Just be clear about that when you're meeting someone so that other people don't get hurt. And it's probably something that I definitely didn't do when I was in my 20s. And I look back on it now and, you know, you know, that's the time to make mistakes. But certainly I did make mistakes in, in, in that period of my life, for sure. Yeah, that period of self-reflection is definitely very important uh, for everyone, really. If you want to go into a relationship, if you meet someone, 
special and you meet someone you really like and you want to spend time with them then I think continue you need to continue to self-reflect as well I don't think it's like a one-off thing you can do but continue to grow and be willing to grow and have those open conversations which it does sound like matter is um encouraging and helping people do from the start instead of a month down the line six months down the line where you're already really invested and then you come to this point you're like oh actually this isn't quite what I thought I got myself into yeah one million percent it's better to have these conversations right at the start and it's something that we say at matter is be for someone not for everyone you know I Mm -hmm. think a lot of the people on dating apps trying to play you know play the gallery and be like everyone please like me because no one wants to feel like someone doesn't but at the end of the day like that that's just not how the world works and so you know get who you are on the platform and you know if you're getting two matches a month and they're good matches and you're really talking to them and you're progressing with you know one two three whatever but getting five six seven in a day and they're all just there flooding your ego and your dopamine it's not helping anyone and you always got to think that you know dating is two people right and there's always someone else in this equation so you know that might be you know especially for instance if you look at gender Dating apps for men and women are completely different. You know, women get, you know, so over dominated by males and w- women can be, you know, I, I, you know, much more choosy. And, and, you know, that might be the only match that guy's got in like three, four weeks. That, that happens for sure. And so, you know, it might be one of 15 you got in that day as a woman. And so, you know, that person might be extremely excited and for, for, you know, for the other side of the coin, that could just be one of many. So I think it's about being very, very clear. And you're completely right, Francesca, get everything open and upfront from the start, even if you think it's going to turn people off, because if it does, the right people to turn off anyway. You know, if you're looking for just a bit of fun and someone's looking for a long term relationship, put that on the put that there. And then if they come and meet you and you have a couple of dates and they never hear from again, at least they're not going to feel like they were duped. At least they know that's what you said at the beginning. So it's clarity and communication is always king. Which goes for being single and in a relationship. A hundred percent, yeah. Relationships are such, I'm not going to say great, they're actually very painful (laughs) mirrors for who we are. And I've never thought about it, but actually being single is as well. And what you said about using dating as a tool for, Mm -hmm. as a, you know, as an engine or as a vehicle, the dopamine rush. Mm -hmm. Definitely was doing that without realising and have never actually reflected on that until right now so thank you yeah, and yeah, yeah just kind of creating a profile that you think most people will like yeah and matching with people that are not necessarily actually people that you would connect with because like you said getting two matches in a month that are actually really great people that you'll really connect with in the long term is much better it's much better for absolutely everything and less work really yeah, for sure. It's much better for your mental health. You can actually manage it much better. It's much better because you're actually going to give your time is precious. You can't give your time to everyone that 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 just pops into your dating app inbox. So, you know, it's it less is or, you know, less is more, you know, like it, it better to connect with two people and really connect with them in a month. And they're, they're great. And it is to connect with, you know, 20 in a day, like I, I mentioned. And, and, you know, a lot of people use dating apps for reasons that are not actually for connecting and meeting dating people. They're using it for dopamine chasing, ego tripping, and uh, just, you know, a lot of, you know, especially a lot of people directing directing you, the, your classic, won't reply on here, add me on Instagram, just to pick their followers up. So, you know, and that, by the way, a lot of that is to do with how the platforms are created, right? So, you know, we're a place for real connections with real people, and you can be upfront about and honest about how you want to do that, but we are in the game of make 
getting people to meet each other like that's that's what we're about like we're not here to just get you likes or whatever we're here to actually get you dates and hopefully send you onto relationships because the gen z right now and i'm just picking that you know that generation are the are the loneliest generation of all time and they're the most connected right so you know what does that tell you they're spending you know they're not connecting with people whether that be romantically or platonically and that's going to have a, a huge impact on on the world if we have all these lonely people just out in the, in, in the world that's not going to make a very happy place to be so we have to do more to get people to, to connect with each other in a meaningful and deeper way and allow people to actually start forming these relationships and and have you know much less lonely lives Oh, so curious to use your app now. <laughs> Please do. So you've given us some brilliant advice, but how would you summarise that for someone, a TLDR, if you will? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, firstly, obviously, join Matter because it's you know the greatest setting up in the world. But once you're there, I think be open and upfront about you know who you are as a person. Don't feel scared to to be vulnerable or turn people off. As I mentioned, it will turn off uh, the right people. On your profile pictures, definitely have a, a range of, of pictures that show off your life as a whole. No one wants to see like just six selfies. It's not a good look. Have some stuff in there with with hobbies so that people can can actually reply to them or things that you do that you do that are outside just kind of like bars and clubs. Always, I always tell people to have a group shot so it shows you've got some friends. So that's my piece of advice: is always have a have a, a, a shot with your with your friends in it. I mean, this is just my advice. So, and and don't feel afraid to put like pictures up there where you don't look the best. People actually, I think, really like that, like a like a no makeup picture if you're a girl or a guy just coming out the gym looking like a mess. Whatever, get it up there, makes you look uh, more real. And I think that's how I would create the profile. And then I, I would also just have a little reflection of what do you want to get out of the dating game? And then make sure you're clear and upfront about that. And the last thing is less is more. Have better quality matches and less of them and protect your mental health and go on better dates with better people. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, plug or promote, Jamie? Yeah, of course. So we are available on app store matter which is m-a-t-t-r and the same on on play play store the, the android one if it doesn't come up type in matter and then date different you'll find it there we're available just in london and we're growing out if you live outside london and you would like our product please download the app and leave your city in the bit where it asks for location and we will we will store that and please follow us on socials we are on instagram at matter m-a-t-t-r dot social and the same on uh, on tiktok as well because you'll be able to see all the stuff that we're doing new features we also do quite a few events so if you'd like to come to to any of our events we do they're fun educational like basically like a live podcast with, with industry experts and things like that all the information for that can be found on socials but that's it really thank you so much for for having me thanks so much for joining this was so interesting jamie we hope you enjoyed this episode of rethinking neurodiversity we're always open to your thoughts and feedback, so please feel free to email hello at noetic.health or get in touch through our social media. Please follow, rate, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. See you next time. <laughs>